Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva paper towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. Time we're live at Batch Brewing Company. Uh, Kuma quits standing over there. You need to go sit down over there. <laughs> oh, I'm sitting over here. Get a microphone while, while we're getting started. And uh, <laughs> we're missing our fearless leader, Harry Weaver, this evening. His wife Dawn is out sick, so he stayed home to take care of her. Feel better. And she partook. Yeah. She partook of too much Morgan Davis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lay off the Morgan Davis, so we won't miss uh, Harry for any more episodes. But we're still going to have a great show this evening, and we'll start with the regular introductions, and we'll start to my right and move around the table. All right, Adam, checking in here. Looking forward to a good show. Donkers is normal. <laughs> Sasha the beer girl. Sasha the beer girl. <laughs> we, got, we got some stories to talk about. Why do you have to, like, you didn't say nothing to anybody Uh-oh. else's introduction, and I come Oh, Nobody else has a beer name after them, but we'll get into that later. Oh, anyway. yeah. 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 Yeah, so when Don't Forget some beer, we'll give him a little hassle, too. I'm naming up beers after myself. Well, you know, not your own, you know, but. <laughs> and with us, we have one of our special guests. For tonight, we will we have uh, two special guests this evening. But our first special guest is Kumo Farimensa. All right, welcome to come, come on. And, and, and here walks in our, our our next special guest right on time as we've got introductions going on. Introduce yourself. My name is Enrique Vesuvius. I'm Stephen. I'm Stephen Rogerson. <laughs> I, oh, uh, wow. I, I spent time like in the brewery. Yeah, my radio yeah, decisions. Really I stole that. Did I hear your name wrong? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Where's that? I got a name. Poor name. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's it's decades old. I used to play in a jam band, and we had a buddy who gave us all pseudonyms. That was somebody else's, but I liked it better than mine, so I just used it. <laughs> okay. All right, so there it is. So, Enrique, why don't you tell us about how you got involved in the beer games? As you say, you spend a lot of time here. I do. Uh, I spend really all my time here. Um, this place came out. So I used to be a corporate goon and worked in the beverage and the non-alcoholic uh, space uh, and lived in the burbs and spent all of my professional time in the city and decided that was silly. I wanted to move down here and moved down here and realized, you know, we live on a loft and a historic building and everything is shiny and nice. Home brewing, you know, with your, you know, girlfriend who you just moved in with, 
exposing her to that mess was not really fair. And I mean, I, some people are neat about cooking and homebrewing and some people are not. I'm in the latter category. So I decided that I, I wanted to find a way to uh, kind of turn my hobby into a thing. Fast forward crowdfunding campaign, um, Hatch Detroit, and here we are at Batch Brewing Company. This was, you know, kind of a brainchild and it has evolved. It started as a, a nano brewery, which was basically going to be my, you know, half barrel system, uh, uh, kind of speakeasy style. And we opened with, you know, some barrel hot side brewing the four barrel tanks. And now we do other things in second locations and cider and mixed culture home. Here we are. And just in case anybody hasn't caught on, does that mean you're the owner of this establishment? I, <laughs> <laughs> my name is Enrique. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, uh, I, I am one of the owners, um, and this is a little bit my brainchild. Um, this is where I spend all of all of my time, much to my wife's sugar. Because I, I, I'm sure we have a, some listeners that are a bit slow. Um, like like the rest of us up here at the table, so we just wanted to make sure that, that they can I said some of us, not all of us, you know. Yeah, when, you when we <laughs> See, Darkus, I'm not, I'm not, not told yet. on himself. He did go to Michigan State, though. Now, it's on repeat. Tell us about your role here and then. Congratulations on, on recently just, I, I guess you're a recent hire here, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, so I uh, uh, I just started here uh, in, a, in a new role uh, uh, that we've dubbed brand manager. Uh, basically, we're looking at it. I was talking with Steven uh, um, about, you know, the possibility of working here and what that might look like. And, you know, he just wants to know what it is I like to do. Um, because obviously I've been brewing for a while. I've been brewing since 2012. Is most, how most people know me is as a brewer. Um, and you know, through our conversation, uh, we decided that uh, that I'm someone who uh, I think um, I think so anyway. It has an eye for you know, like how is the market moving? Um, how are people consuming beer? Why are people consuming beer? And not just like make it and hope to sell it, but like you know, there's got to be some intention behind why you make it. There's got to be some reason why the people are going to come to you to get it. So, so my role is very much focused more on like marketing uh, and much more like how are we making sure that as a brand, Batch is staying forefront of people's minds when they're coming down to Detroit and deciding where to go to choose to drink beer. Uh, yeah. You know, you listen to somebody being modest. <laughs> how long was I trying to hire you? Oh, yeah. uh, how long? Like, I mean, the two years. The first time you talked to me? Yeah, I was like, it's like 2016, 100%. And I mean, he's done a lot of different things in the industry, and his roles have been on the making side, and they've been on the brand side, and they've been on the experience side. And as, you know, my, my role previously in the corporate world, which was marketing, to, you know, see somebody who's really talented and gets where, you know, product and experience come together. This was a this is an opportunity I wanted this. So having him on the team has been a lot of fun so far, and uh, pretty pumped out here. Plus, well, he's going to start making beers. Yep. Now, you, know, you know, I know. As I said, some of us are a bit slow around the table. <laughs> and, and you said it took you two years to get him down here, so it sounds like the money just got right. <laughs> <laughs> That's not wrong. That's not wrong. <laughs> 
Who made choices to bring him on here? Dave Walsher, Gordon Cook, Dave Walsher. I'm not lying. We'll get that guy watching. Sometimes you gotta make important decisions. Once you put out Kuma here, that'll cover the I tell you what, even beyond that, like if anybody is tuned into the social media and you've seen in the last three weeks, like really an uptick in both quantity and quality of the stuff that's being put out there, that is absolutely, you know, falling into what Puma has been doing for and on behalf of our brand. So he's, he's already doing great work and paying dividends. So I feel pretty smart about that. <laughs> We're happy to be down here. And, and first, I'm, I must apologize on behalf of Bruce Brothers because we've been talking about getting down here for quite some time. Um, but for whatever reason, uh, we haven't been, but, but we're happy we're here now. Uh, we had a few other guests that decided not to come, but we're still going to have a great evening. I think we started talking about it maybe six episodes. Yeah, we, we so talked about it in the beginning. Because we were, you know, just down the road. What episode is this? 27. <laughs> Makes it come up on your age. 29. I'm 39. Oh, you're 39. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's be clear. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. all this time it was 29. Wrong. So, my home before you got born is 39. <laughs> now, come on, how long before you are? You can have the unbeaten. We got to watch these guys. Right. Let's, Let's get back to here. Now, come on, how long yes. before you start born? Uh, actually, probably um, uh, as soon as January, we're going we're gonna okay. to get back in the brewery. Uh, I've been helping out a little bit here and there with recipes, but in terms of like getting my hands back on uh, making the beer, uh, January looks like uh, the timeline. So it's going to be splitting my time between two, but I'm trying to be as smart as possible to, to pare down you know, and compartmentalize so, so I can... You know, not screw it up and end up, uh, end up, you know, in a bad situation for the company. Any uh, insight what the first one's going to be? None whatsoever. I haven't even thought that far. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still working on automating all the social media stuff, so, <laughs> but we'll get there. So, Steve, you mentioned that you have, there's a second location. Yeah, we uh, we have a second location. Uh, it is in the Milwaukee Junction neighborhood, so Grand Boulevard between Ward and 75. It's a even closer to me. Oh yeah, where are you? Where are you? I'm in Boston, Edison. Oh, absolutely. Well, I that was actually a consideration. My friends own the church on uh, Rosa Parks and um, just one street south of uh, Chicago. Okay. Uh, we were talking about doing something in the basement, uh, but I digress. Uh, yeah, on uh, on East Grand, uh, it's a production facility right now. Uh, we've got the canning line for all of our conventional beer, and we're shipping beer back and forth. Um, which is uh, an easy way to kind of grow our business, but not particularly sustainable. So we'll see how you know how that evolves. Um, we're also doing our cider fermentation there, mixed culture fermentation, kind of keeping everything separate. Uh, ideally, we'll open a second tasting room in that facility. We've you know sequestered the space for it, um, but we got hosed pretty good on a uh, acquisition when we were getting our doors open, which is why we don't have a second tasting room. So. We'll see. Knock on wood, fingers crossed. Then the next question. Yeah. Hey, and I was looking at like the menu. (laughs) (laughs) Believe me, I would love that, and a lot of I got a lot of friends on it. That's actually kind of the 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 uh, the cradle from which Batch Brewing Company grew. We before we opened, I was doing some pilot batches, my homebrew thing, at the Jam Handy, like 
across the street. And kick, if, if you guys don't know, it's a great space uh, for pop-up events and whatever. But the Jam Handy is a really cool space. I used to homebrew there and submitted our samples to uh, Hatch Detroit. So our new location is like, I don't know, 150 feet from where we really kind of started to build our brand. So wow. it's our, that's our home base. It's, I, I really hope that we can find a way to see that thing come to life and have a tasting room there because it's a neighborhood that is going to be really cool. It's going to be a, actually a lot like Corktown, like the independent you know, restaurant and, and, and the way, the way that New we do town. It's not, yeah. It's so, it, uh, yeah. It's, and it's also adjacent to like wing state and midtown and new center and all of these places with big corporate dollars and deep pockets, but they have like a cool independent neighborhood adjacent to that. It's kind of exactly. Corktown, so you, you'd mentioned canning too. So I noticed that you had 12 ounce cans when I was picking up my first flight here. Um, so 12 ounce cans, uh, a lot of people do the 16 ounce. Is 12 ounce going to be the kind of the set set amount for you guys? Yeah. So uh, for now, absolutely. Uh, the machine supports both 12 and 16 ounce. Uh, for us, we really, I mean, we're a tiny brewery. We have no economy of scale. There's no way to find efficiency to bring down the cost of op- of operating at this point. So 12 ounce gives us the opportunity to have a more affordable price point for people to be able to buy the sacrifices, you know, four ounces, uh, you know, per can. But we try and have, you know, kind of our base beers at $10 a four pack, which is pretty affordable. And if you're buying a, a $10 four pack of 16 ounce, you're getting it from a big brewery. So uh, we're, we're trying to kind of find a middle ground where it's like, you know, uh, capitalize on the overall amount of liquid that we have so we can create some, you know, enough product to be able to sell and also keep the price point so somebody that's discovering us for the first time can uh you know feels like i'm willing to spend 10 bucks to buy it for that yeah home with my friends and pass it around yeah it's lovely i i don't mind 12 ounces at all especially now that i'm not selling anything all i hear from anybody is like why are you having such a big bottle or you know so I, i feel like 12 ounces is a pretty sweet spot you can Put something barrel aged in it, um, and you either you know drink ten ounces and dump two out, and you don't feel bad, or it's enough to share between two people, or you know if it's something light, you crush two up, and or three more. See nothing like that when that bottle of Dick Smasher came out the mm-hmm. first time. Oh, it was just so crushable. I can't with you. <laughs> <laughs> I asked him what what's the beer I should have, and he's like Dick Smasher. So I said we're gonna say it like ten times. <laughs> well done, sir. Uh, we're gonna say it like ten times. I have I mean, not. I did, it was not part of my lineup, but I will get there. Well, yeah. could, you, could you tell us how Dick Smasher came about? Uh, I can't. It was, it was actually a collaboration um, between the brewery and uh, two women that were in front of house. Uh, neither are here any longer, uh, but both were incredibly important to the history of our business. And they got really sick of the question, um, like, do you have a curly beer? And they're like, we like big imperial stout. So when it, they both had a birthday in October, and it was like, hey, let's brew a beer for your birthday. Uh, what should we brew? And they were like, imperial stout. So that way, when somebody says, hey, you know, can we get a girly beer? We can go, boom. And in the process of naming, it was a really deep, boom. Uh, there, there was a deep conversation about, you know, uh, the way that, the broader alcohol industry, but 
most specifically the craft industry, which prides itself on, you know, being pretty open-minded and inclusive, still was a joke. Objectified. I, <laughs> <laughs> I see where you're going. I see where you're going. He wasn't done yet. <laughs> okay, okay. Actually, let me take that back. Let me, let me take a step back and say the idea of the craft beer industry, which is like new and, uh, you know, a renewed idea of what beer is all about. Okay. But they're still using a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, old tropes and mechanisms to sell beer, including objectifying women on a label or a beer name to right. create a transaction. And uh, both of the women involved in this collaboration, you know, felt pretty strongly about it. And we came to kind of the opposite of objectification, uh, which was emasculation, and hence the term <laughs> dick smasher. Now, that has also become kind of a film of like smasher for all of these varieties we're launching with the coffee smasher or the dessert smasher or all these other things. But it's a lot of fun to watch, you know, <laughs> men squirm. And, can I get the imperial um, stout and you go like this? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say it. You don't get it. <laughs> and, and you will be missing out. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you're afraid to say it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna what are you going to order next, Sasha? I'm sorry, we can't hear you. <laughs> Should I shout? What are you going to order, Sasha? What are you going to order? Dick smashing. Stop it. I'm Ghost Fraser. And, you know, that, that was actually one of my favorite beers of you all when it, when it did, when it came out. And I couldn't get enough of it. Um, couldn't get enough. I, I couldn't get it. I mean, it was a good beer. I mean, name, name. I didn't know the history of the name. I just knew it was a damn good beer. You know, and, and then after that, well, at least in, in my batch history, um, all the fixings. And then all the fixings came, and I was like, oh my goodness, these guys are just making phenomenal high octane rules that I like. <laughs> And, and and all the fixing, if I'm not mistaken, that, that's your barley wine, right? It's sour yeah. cranberry barley wine, kettle Ooh. sour. Yeah, that beer, that beer is I definitely evolved over the years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this latest batch is actually it came out of pork barrels, so we've been aging pork okay. barrels for what was it a year? Yeah, about, uh, since well, yeah, almost since it was we put it in about last Thanksgiving, we brought them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah about a year. And what's ABV on that one? You get the pork out of it. Well, over thirteen. A little thirteen, yeah. Is that? Right? Uh, I think it's about right. Yeah, yeah. I think it's about thirteen. Yeah, I think it's thirteen on the board. Oh, okay. okay. The board says it's thirteen. Whatever that number is out there. Yeah. <laughs> we might have to share one, Sasha. Get your own. Oh no, <laughs> Sasha. I definitely recommend all the fixings along with the dick smasher. <laughs> Thank you, Wayne. I, I appreciate your recommendation. It's good. I had heard an abbreviated version of that story, so I'm glad you told me the whole yeah. story. Yeah. It, well, it was, it was a lot of fun. I, uh, there was a, there was a, a, a time where uh, Courtney, who was deeply involved in, in um, that collaboration, she was one of the, the birthday uh, the birthday girls that she was starting to kind of use it as a platform to create a discussion in the industry about um, objectification and about you know uh, uh, kind of emotional abuse and just mistreatment of people in the industry, specifically women at at the as a target of men and um it's it's a it's an intense topic mm -hmm. you know especially when when you you know own a brand and you're trying to make sure that it's 
uh, kind of uh, emotionally available to everybody. You want people to be able to connect with it. And when you have somebody on your team that says, I have a really meaningful reason that I want to take this this you know brand and create a conversation with it, you you have to do it deliberately, and you also do have to do it with trust. Like, here, here's the opportunity, and here's the brand. I trust you to do it. I can't tell that story. I'm a man. I'm part of this you know, misogynist patriarchy, but I have to trust you, you know, to do it delicately and use it to be constructive. And while she was here, she did that, she did that well. And now that she is not here, that is a part of the history of that brand. And we continue to evolve the smasher into creating new things that are a lot of fun for us to do, uh, variants and flavor, you know, uh, exploration and and a lot of cool stuff. But I'm, I'm proud that I, I was, you know, I was able to say, like, all right, this is the first time I've ever taken the brand and given it to somebody to grab it and run with it. And that's and Courtney did a great job, and it was it was a leap of faith, and it worked out, and it was a lot of fun. So you gave your dick? No, that's not <laughs> somebody to run with. It's one word. It's one word. <laughs> there's, no, there's no hyphen in it. No hyphen. Really. Sorry. I'm, I'm a little slow, as Wayne uh, said. So, yeah, we, we, we've had to, you know make that point um so i mean just in talking about naming uh, of beers so a lot of thought goes into the naming of a beer and and, you know i know sasha here recently had a beer named after her and and, and that's why she's you know she's she's like the eddie kane the first 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 of many she's the one that say hey you can't start the show without me I'm, i'm eddie kane Ain't nobody come to see I you, Otis. Say that. I, you know, <laughs> it, it, did, it did say something you're, like you're that. In, you're embarrassing. What was the name of the beer? It's called. There's something about the name Sasha. There's something about the name Sasha. And who brewed it? Seven three four. Which is where I first saw you. It is true. Yes, and I totally fangirled on you. And you're proud of me because I didn't do it this time. You know what? Not this time. I was like, oh my god, Rico was my husband's over there. He was with me. I was like, Rico. Look over there. Look, look. <laughs> I was like, should I say hi? Did, did, did you do the belly girl? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, really you didn't tell us about this, this, this rolling fan club you have. Well, no, it's a strange thing. <laughs> yeah. This is been that like two years to get That's a fair question. This is a new phenomenon in my life that people keep referring to me as like a local beer celebrity or something. Yeah. I'm like, that doesn't, what does that even mean? I don't even know what it means. It means people like you, man. It means people like I'm you. I'm all right with that. Part. I just I, hope they don't expect nothing. I, 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 I might be. I might your employer you don't tell you I have some expectations. Okay. I, 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 might be, I might be what you call a fanboy because it seems like I've followed Kuma just about to every place he's brewed at. Uh, what's the list now, Kuma? Um, so I started at Arbor Brewing, the downtown pub, original location. Um, Arbor Brewing? Yeah. Good riddance. Oh, no. no, you're just, you're just they, mad they, about that they, one beer. That, that, what, what, what beer? <laughs> it's the unmentionable. Big jam. The unmentionable. <laughs> that beer is the unmentionable. What is, is anyone, I don't know the story. What's, uh, oh, yes, let's tell the story. Can we say I'm it? Super this is for, for historic. We can, we, for historical for purposes. Okay. For okay. those who do not know, <laughs> there's this beer that's unmentionable that's brewed by Arbor. Still today or no longer? I think they still make it. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they still may make it, but okay. um, anyway, big jam. <laughs> I told you all. Had to say it. I told you he was slow. You know, but anyway, <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> um, this I, I was out on one of my at the time daily hauls and and, and acquiring beers, and 
uh, I went into Merchants out in Dearborn. And that was back when Annette was still I was there. Say, was Annette, there? Annette was yeah, there. Oh, that's old school. And uh, uh, Annette would always hold. Well, she's not there any longer, but Annette would hold Harry and, and and myself. She would hold beers for us, so we would always be able to have you know latest and greatest. And I came in, and she was like, "Hey, you got to get this. <laughs> you know, here try one." I'm like, "Hey, Annette, if you say it's good, you know, give me a four pack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, get you know, I, I trust you, Annette." You know, you turn me on to so many good beers, and you know what I like. And I, I without hesitation, Annette said, here, you got to have this one. I took four. And I went home, and I was so excited because Annette had never steered me wrong. Oh, no. And it was complete, utterless trash. It is not. Oh, no. It's not. Big jam. Big jam. So it's a Belgian quad made with fig concentrate. Yeah. It tastes like 2024. Okay. I'm curious if you got bad bottles or do you just... Maybe I got a bad bottle. I don't know. You know, I, I do like Never Belgians. I mean, it was it was such an easy setup, but I drain poured it. <laughs> really? Oh, no. I drain poured it and I gave the other three remaining bottles I had to Harry. Oh. And said, you can have this trash and never mention the name again. Do you like figs, and, and it became known as the unmentionable. The unmentionable. Wow, that beer. <laughs> That's hilarious. Fig, fig beers can have pretty, uh, they're, they're pretty, they can taste pretty earthy. I mean, figs figs alone are a heavy taste. It's they a are. strong taste. They're very sweet, very dense. Do you like Fine figs? Like, <laughs> put them in cookies. Bacon. Do you bacon do you like figs though? Just on its own. I, I don't normally just go around eating figs. <laughs> kind of. I'm just saying. What? Your your boss hasn't given you a vacation to a place where they grow figs yeah. on a regular. What? You went to Greece. You didn't get figs. Fig stuff no. in Greece. Oh. No, I didn't get figs in Greece. Oh. I, yes. I, I, I got a lot of. Olives in Greece. Okay. I got a lot of tzatziki in Greece. Uzo. No figs. And, and, and no figs. No figs. Figs and vanilla ice cream. Change your life. That does sound really good. Mm-hmm. Really well, good. I know what won't change my life. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, God. That's well, why. It's a fig jam porto. There you go. <laughs> mm. it, 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 might, it might be about that thickness. Okay. I do have a couple of bottles left for... You know, future future celebrations. There you go. <laughs> Celebrate at your own pleasure. It's or delicious. Peril. Kuma, we and should continue terrible. with your... Yeah, uh, oh, oh, no, it's not right. I was right there. That beer. I was like, oh, my. Were you behind that fake jam, by the I was, way? I was not. No, it oh, was it was we rude. Look at you in a different light. Okay, no, no, no. I, uh, so there was, there was always uh, uh, the separation, right? There's the pub in Ann Arbor, and then there's the... Uh, there's the uh, corner. corner brewery. Well, it, it's not officially corner. It's corner. It's, it's corner. corner brewery. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that's where all the production comes out of. So that was actually a recipe that was originated at corner. And I, I used to host trivia there, but I didn't, uh, I didn't brew there. Uh, funny, fun fact, though, the, uh, the, the guy on the label of Fig Jam is a, is a guy by the name of John Rittenauer. He's a brewer who now actually works at Holmes. Uh, he's a good friend oh of mine. Oh, my gosh. Huh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm Small world. <laughs> yeah. And his, uh, uh, his uh, fiance now, uh, Mariah, used to be the brewer at 734. Yeah, so that's actually how I know them. Is, is I, I they were they were they were both brewing at corner at the Small time. Small incestuous world. Mm. <laughs> <What> the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so so Where after did that come from? Uh, just everybody everybody's moving around breweries all the time. That is true. It is it is kind of a constant huh. rotation. 
but I, after I left Arbor, I rotated over to, I was actually briefly, I, I bartended at Ipsy Ale House. I didn't ever brew there, but then I went, uh, I found a job with Glass House Brewing, um, where I got hired on as their head brewer, uh, and I helped them open. Um, and I'll cut the story short there. Uh, and oh, no, so, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah. Can you tell us off no. what happened with that? I, it was a lot of things, and yeah, off okay. air. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, Our I... parking is terrible there. To say the least. Well, it's no longer Glass House. It is, yeah, no. It's now it's, it's uh, Townies Brewing. And I don't know, I don't know much problem. about it. Um, You're not missing anything. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, come hey, on. hey not, you heard it here. That was Sasha. We've not had anything there that it was... It must serve I, a lot of fig jam. I have, <laughs> I'll, I'll take your advice, but I still haven't been there, which is saying you something because, there. you know... Did you go everywhere? I, I drink everything. Did you bring us some Got to check it out. I did. I can't help myself... He rolled his eyes. That was great. <laughs> well, now we'll know if figs oh. are the problem no or the or the. Well, oh, tell me. Well, I'm sorry. We cut you. Oh, off. it's all good. I love the the, the flow of conversation. It's all good. Gotta finish one story. No, it's all good. We're making it. But after I left Glasshouse, uh, I went over to uh, brew with Tecumseh Brewing Company for I think what was about a year and a half, from like late 2016 to early 2018, and. Uh, Early 2018 is when I got offered the job to be the like collaboration brewer at uh, with Cultivate Coffee and Tap House in Ypsilanti, uh, and then I was there up until October of this year, and now I'm here. So Fun that, fact: the last collaboration beer was it the last collaboration beer? I don't know. That was no, you got actually yes. I think it was the last collaboration beer that I brewed in that position was with Batch Brewing Company. It was an amber oat lager that we ended up calling Buddy List that I'm drinking right now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Is it on tap? It is. Nice. Like, it's quite he's nice. drinking it, right? Like a well, couple of kegs left. Just because he's drinking it doesn't mean it's <laughs> on tap. That's true. I might have pulled out a secret bot. I didn't, though. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. yeah, I'm curious what this is. Uh, yeah, actually. what's happening over here? Um, we brought one bottle and one glass. <laughs> 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 Take a look, you uh, it's a 15% ABV beer. Yikes. Oh. And it's got some of those like, deep, dried brown flavors. This is Antwerp's placebo. Oh. It was okay. aged in Portman. There's no fruit in this beer, although previous batch we actually had. Actually, no, you know what? There is. is there, uh, tell us. Tell raisin us. Raisin molasses. There's raisin molasses <gasps> in this beer. Mm. Oh. Um, but uh, previous batches had uh, date and prune and um, and raisin. Uh, but this is it's a beer that is an homage actually to a wine. If you've ever had um, Pedro Jimenez sherry, it's the most sweet concentrated version of sherry wine that goes through this Oloroso uh, method. Uh, deep brown fruit flavors. Um, and uh, it kind of starts as a Belgian dark strong, but obviously, you know, higher ABV than that, uh, to appropriate to style or anything. But it's, uh, it's one of those experiments that we've had a lot of fun playing with. It'll probably stand to warm up. It's been in the walk-in cooler, which is, you know, 37 or 38 degrees, and I think this beer is probably better, closer to cellar temp, 45 plus. Uh, but... Fun beer, and it's also named after a really obscure Grateful Dead reference, which makes me chuckle. If it's just me and Jason, it's worth it. 
Uh, but you said, you know, figs, and I thought, oh, I have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But you like some of the other stuff, like the... No, no, he gives a what's the what's the See, well I'm curious too like is it is it the style that you're not a fan of or is it the or you is it that one it was that that beer okay it was that beer Belgian earlier so there yeah. there's, there's there is an underlying Belgian quality to this beer that being said it has been heavily adulterated um, by a year in port barrels um, it is I mean it's about the most syrupy beer that we've ever made. It's pretty viscous. It's low carbonation. Uh, it's deep, dried brown fruit flavors. There's some barrel tannins. It has more in common with wine, honestly, than it does beer. But uh, it it's a like fun port. project. Or a, port, yeah. or a Porto, if you... Sure. Honestly, the last time that I had a beer that I was like, you know what? It actually a little bit reminds me of the... Um, the Sam Adams uh, Utopia. Oh, I can see that. In general, it's like shares a lot of flavors. Ooh, and, and, and I'm a fan there. of the Utopia. Mm-hmm. Well, so I, I you know. So, so it's not beer. dark fruit that you just don't dig. It's, it's just, just the fig. That particular. It's that unmentionable. It was the unmentionable. Yeah. Sorry, can I say the word clear. fig? Can I? Uh, damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that word in a. If in we can say, if we can say dick smasher, I can say fig. You can say fig jam. Thank you. <laughs> If you'd like to remain on probation forever. If you'd like to get off of probation. Am I still on probation? You keep saying that word and you'll never get off of probation. probation. (laughs) At this point, I don't even know. I don't know. (laughs) There are a few Brewers Brothers that are in that. Uh, <laughs> it's the it's a recurring. Some of us will try Grady. anything, Shout and out to some Grady. of us won't. Great Grady, who, who's on double secret probation, never to get. What did Grady do? <laughs> I don't even know what Grady did. What did Grady well, do it, to get there? Grady started with. Knows what he did. Right. <laughs> no, I will tell you because he, you know, oh. it started with the Grady pours. Ah, Grady oh, pours. You know that. You know that's off his back yeah. now. It, it started with the Grady pours, and, and with the Grady pours, you know how you're you're at a share, <laughs> and everybody, you know. We, we pour. We get a little. And, right. he, and, and he has he to go overflowing and spilling it out. And, uh, you know, this is uh, pours. Wow. You know when you get, you get a thing named after you, it's real. Oh, yeah. no. he, that, that began his probation, and from there, he's enjoyed his stay on it, and he'll probably never get off of it. Uh, shout out to Andrew Warner, who's joined us. Harry, I thought you'd taken care of your wife. What are you doing, listen? Listening to us, Brian Williams. How you doing? <laughs> Donald Ben has joined joined us too. You know, so uh, what up though, Harry Weaver? How's Dawn? Give her a little Morgan David. She'd be all right. Love the idea of this beer. It's got a good staying power too. Stays on the palate for quite mm-hmm. a while. My wife says, "Good answer." Oh, mm-hmm. answer. You gotta do it. Right. You gotta do it. Yes. <laughs> this is more like wine. Uh, yeah. yeah. I would think it was a wine. Hmm? And more, yeah, this. And it's like a rich port. It is. Yeah, yeah it it's is. like a port, Porto. I like mm-hmm. this. You know, this is not the unmentionable by any means. No, no, that's <laughs> good. That's that's good. I think you that's just don't like figs, man. I, I think, think I just it. don't like fig jam. What? You said it. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. What's... I'm overcoming my fear of it. Okay. I won't let it control me any longer. <laughs> That's good. That's it's still good. unmentionable, and I'll probably I... never say it again. But <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
what was this uh, constellation brewing selling uh, ballast point back oh, to yeah back to I'm very uh, curious about what's going on somebody there. tell it's, me what that's all about like a, well, how a, did that happen it's a group of investors from the uh, press report it was he was golfing on a, a golf course with one of the constellation brand sales guys and said hey i'd be interested in getting this and somehow they came up with the money to pay for a you know prior one billion dollar purchase so. who's the they this is the chicago yeah or illinois uh, kings and criminals Crazy. i think it's kings King, and convicts kings and convicts, kings and convicts. Yeah. That's now it. from what i've heard that they're a small nondescript brewery in chicago yeah, that yeah. nobody ever sees anyone there Less than 600 barrels a year. And 400 square foot tap room. They, they <laughs> purchased a, a formerly billion dollar valuation. Well, that's the interesting thing is that what it was, Constellation acquired it for a billion, but what I read is that um, Kings and Convicts uh, acquired the brand for significantly less yeah. than that. Oh, yeah. yeah. How much? How much that's the I didn't, they, I didn't that? see that disclosed. But even it's still. A transaction, I'll probably keep that. I, I think it is kind it of like on the golf course. Right, right. It's, <laughs> a, it's, a, it's a big gamble. <laughs> Lost over a hole in one or something. <laughs> and it's a tax tax move. Yeah. You know, from from whatever. They, they They purchased this billion-dollar acquisition. He lost it on the on the seventeenth hole or whatever hole yeah. it was, and and now it went to you said a four hundred foot tap four hundred square foot is why I read this. Is the I mean that's barely enough room to walk around. They they, no. open, oh, they just right. opened a. Right. <laughs> yeah. is just about four hundred square. Feet. They this they opened a, a second one in West, Lower Wisconsin. This is an overflow room. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So they had they had two locations. Not a lot. That's you know that's a studio apartment in New York City. You're not saying, hey, this thing just went for a billion bucks. Let's go buy it. Let's 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 see if we can't afford to talk them out of it, and we'll give them a great deal. Does that mean I get uh, BA victory at sea again? I don't know. I love that stuff. You might you might have to go to Chicago. All the press said that they'd be still <laughs> producing the ballast point stuff. All of it. I heard they they stopped their BA program a while ago before they got sold. So I was like, oh, but is that going to kick back up now that they got this tiny brewery? And Who knows? Stuff? This is a fascinating, <laughs> this is a fascinating it, it, story. And it, a fascinating yeah. study of it's, the it's bizarre. Of craft beer. And it's, it's, it sounds to me like a VA, you know, investment, and it was probably kind of considered a damaged asset. That brand used to be huge. Yeah. yeah. They got acquired, and then, you know, sculpting in their big, you know, flagship years. <laughs> Lost eleven feeling hazy IPA, and you know now now there's a it's, it's a brand that does not have the equity it used to, and clearly they're selling it for less than they bought it for, and we'll see if some you know a little brewery owner and his VC I mean, buddies can turn around and turn. It I into think a the six of the adventure. the yeah. seven of us could have come up with that with that money <laughs> based on the four hundred. I, <laughs> uh, I know I'm a little brewery in Detroit. You got to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, let's party. It'll be great. Yeah. I, you know what? If we get a same How's your golf right. shot? You got to make coconut beer and pumpkin beer. Oh, yeah. we gotta, right. oh, oh no, no, you don't. Yeah. It's a line too far. Sasha's out of the venture. Sasha's out. Hey, hey. Oh, wow. We're not naming every girl after her. You know, she's wow. getting a beer named after her. And now I tried she's to breeze right past that conversation. Now it's going to be like once a month. That was a nice write-up, too. I, it was nice. I Photo got to take shoot. pictures. And yeah, oh, yeah. 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 I felt very fancy. Nine. It was nice. 
<laughs> That's when she started calling herself Eddie Kane. I did not. That yeah. is. Yeah. I believe that You're name did come in. I do not. She does not do that. We can begin. Sasha's here. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well. Uh, <laughs> but, but it was, it was a, a great write up. Um, there's something about the name, Sasha. Coming to a seven three four brewery near you. <laughs> is it on top of the east? It is. It is. It is. Uh, it is a raspberry stout. Raspberry oh, stout. So I did not. It's it's good, and I did not choose that particular beer. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's not one. So that the I beer would chose you. If it was, mm. it chose me. Well, it's it's weird. You, it's huh? weird yep. that they didn't make a pilsner for you. I, well, we had yeah, no conversation. Like it was like, can we name a beer after you? I was like, okay. What kind of beer is it? Like no, two no, weeks we later, there's one in the so. tank. Right. Was like, okay. you uh, so, we, you know. We might have to ask Rico to come come over here as we oh. talk about why did they choose a raspberry stout to name after you. I asked the same question. <laughs> no, no. What he said was, I came home and I'm all excited, right? I'm like, oh, my God, babe, guess what? Oh, my God. <laughs> guess what? They're going to name a beer after me. He said, why? I was like, damn. <laughs> Sasha's nice name. Like, Ouch, man, come on. So I, I don't know why it was raspberry salad. That's what they were brewing. That's what happened. But I am cool with that. Still awesome. Yeah, it was a great experience. And I'm hoping one of my friends is going to uh, draw up a label for me because they don't can. So they don't have any. So she's going to drop a label for me, and I'm going to have a commemorative bottle at some point. That's very cool. Oh, wow. nice. Very cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I almost forgot about that. Um, yeah, so that was um, uh, a black IPA that I made with shorts um, last November. I'll give you a black IPA. What's it called? Oh, that was my choice. Uh, well, like a chocolate There's a story behind that one, too, but there was a story behind that one, too. I just put that to HR. Did you, did, did, you, did you finally get it? It's origins. <laughs> where, uh, the origin of the idea. It took Sasha a while to get it going right. Why a black IPA? <laughs> anyway, what was it called? <laughs> we, 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 we interrupted you yet again. It's all good. What a bunch of dicks. It's all good. No, this is fine. But no, it's, uh, they ended up calling it uh, Kuma Lupalicious. Uh, yeah. Which is, an, it, was, it was an idea that, that came about when I, like, year one, month one that I started brewing. Um, it's the origin of the idea, you know, I've, I've tossed that around and been like, yeah, that maybe wasn't so... Uh, <laughs> so you didn't want a hazy IPA, huh? Well, the, 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 the attempt was to see... The attempt was to see if you can make a, like a New England hazy, juicy black IPA. I wouldn't say exactly hit the mark, but they did let me did dictate most of the recipe. And when I said like, hey... This is an idea that we've been tossing around for a while. Like, can we call it Kumu Delicious? Yeah. yeah. Shorts, shorts will try anything. Yeah, they will. Well, <laughs> yeah. well I, I, I mean, I, I, I see that. I was like, you better be in here. I mean, one of their one of their flagship brands was Humaloop Delicious. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and still still yeah, still no. great. Yeah. Bel Air Brown Humaloop, mm-hmm. great beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, even great. still. And soft parade, man. Whether we admit it or not, the potential of the return of this black IPA. I don't know. Um, It is. It was created in collaboration between Cultivate and Shorts. So I, you know, it's it's hard to say that I have any uh, control over that brand necessarily anymore. But it was something that I chased for like six years, and once I made it, I was like, it's done. If it happens again, cool. If not. (laughs) 
Yeah, I checked that box. So you have any labels? Any, any bottles? No, no. But I, I always, I always said that if we ever put a label on it, uh, I wanted. You, you all know that uh, there's a photo of Burt Reynolds like laying like half naked on like a bear rug in the eighties. American flag. You'd say, but Burt Reynolds was not there. That, but with my face on it, was kind of what I always had in mind. That's always what I wanted to be the label. Oh yeah, that is always the image. So, so Kuma. It's your I recipe, that right? Be on the other beer. Yes. <laughs> so, so, so Joe, the recipe, Joe Short, and, and Ryan, all they, they they don't own that recipe. They don't own the they, recipe. They, they probably the they own the name. They definitely own the intellectual property, but yeah. Yeah, they definitely own the name. You could ask them real nice, but I'm yeah. <laughs> but I'm again like that ship. I I was I sent it out to sail. I'm happy with it. That's that. I think I'm they'd get it. after you after branding if you did like Kumaluma. Comments are delicious. <laughs> I get it. Honestly, I, I will say that like the, the the Michigan beer industry is so collaborative. There are like I can count the number of people in this industry that you know I, I have uh, animosity towards on one hand in the entire industry in the state. And that's that's those are good numbers, Larry Bell. Um, but I, I will I will say that, actually I can I can chop it up with Larry. Um, but I will say that. Uh, Everybody at Shorts is super generous and engaged, and um, yeah. So I imagine that if I called them on the phone, they would go like, "Oh, hey, cool idea, yay or nay," and that would be the extent of it. But um, no, they're the great cats over over at Shorts. Yeah. Really, really cool organization. The way they run their incredibly so hospitable, hospitable people. Uh, yeah, I think or hospital people. Hospital people. Beer keeps flowing. Hey, I think you should do a Kumba Loomba. Kumba Loomba. See, I feel like we, we can find a way around Kumba Loomba Smasher. Kumba Loomba. <laughs> and, and then put your, you know, your your, your Burt Reynolds with, with your face on it. Burt Reynolds and then the Smasher. Might be. We might have some. That's other level beer making. You go home, bring that, that bottle home to your girlfriend. Like, hey, look, look what I brought home. <laughs> so, what's your favorite beer? Or I'll ask you your favorite style. Black IPAs, actually. <laughs> My favorite style. I don't know if I do. Well, that is okay. all on black. I always have a hard time with this question because, like, and and this is always kind of a cop out answer, but my favorite style is just a really well executed beer. Okay, I I I, I it execute, is a cop out. Executed the style, uh, or just executed like, well executed. Here's beer. what you intended to make. Here's where it landed. Damn, that's good. Like nice. that's my favorite kind of beer. Okay. Yep. Um, uh, now, truth be told, actually, uh, for a while, what was my favorite beer was uh, Shorts uh, Spruce Pilsner. Uh, oh, juicy is, tree? No, not juicy tree. Okay. I'm sorry. No. no, I love y'all shorts, but not juicy tree. Uh, but no, no. Uh, but <laughs> but no. The spruce pilsner. It was um, it was a summer release for a while, but it kept uh, getting moved back. It, like I think it used to get released in, in like May, and it ended up in like July, and then it ended up being relegated to like a um, a seasonal mix pack. And mm. the quality, it, it took it, it. It changed. It wasn't quite what I liked, what the way I liked it before. It, it got sweet. Um, it wasn't quite the same. So, but it was a beer that, you know, of all the whales in the industry that there are to chase, that beer I'd go out and buy as many six packs as I could the second that I dropped, um, because most, you know, most places only had so many. So, 
I remember one t- year, I think I went to five different places to get six six packs um, <laughs> because, uh, you know, like no one place had enough. But I was like, I every time that I ever get this beer, I run out before I'm act- before I'm done with it. You know, before you're satisfied. Yeah, yeah, before I'm satisfied, and then you know it's no longer in the stores. So yeah, the spruce but, yeah. keeps it. How many do you have left now? None. No. You guys drink that one fresh. That one, that one for a couple of years. That so, one doesn't so sell what's your, it. So what's your gateway beer? What was the, the beer that got you into craft brewing? The beer that got me into craft. I was about to ask that same question. Yeah. Not my show. I'm going to ask you. Know. Know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Know All right. It was, uh, <laughs> they were coming. <laughs> uh, that's, geez, what's um, I want to say... This, so there's one of two memories that sticks with me. Um, I, I used to work at the Box Bar and Grill in Plymouth. That's now... An uh, Arbor Brewing and Big Alora location, box, yes. uh, and so uh, that place used to have something like 800 bottled beers, um, and uh, I used to, you know, I used to wait tables there, and for, I didn't know anything about it because I, you know, I was like in college, chugging as much uh, Miller High Life or wait, was is I think Natty? No, it was Bush. I went to what? That's true. No, I went to Western. The, the beer choice at the time was Bush Light. For whatever Light reason. You see, you said Natty Light. No, a Natty almost choked. Natty found you know, his way in. So much. much love for Natty Light. I no. did not. Almost, <laughs> almost died. No, the first beer I ever actually poured out was a Natty Ice. That was gross. Oh. Two sessions in a row, Western, yeah, Western. Uh, brewers, yeah. Western, Western, Michigan. for whatever reason, Kalamazoo produces a lot. I think it's his bells. And did you see the way that Mark scoffed when you said eight hundred beers? You know, he's got so many, much more beers than that in the cellar. <laughs> my kitchen, you know, eight hundred beers. Like saw, ah, light work ten times. No, I was, I, was, I was waxing rhapsodical about the box, <laughs> the box, because I used to like going up there. Yeah. They did have a great selection. Right. So bells. It was it was an old selection, but yeah, you know, well, that's another discussion. Anyway, uh, so so yeah, so I I um, I got curious. I was, was like, there's all these different bottles of beer. There's got to be a reason. Uh, and so I think the first, I think the very first craft beer I had was Sam Adams Cherry Wheat. I think. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. But the the one that always stood out to me was maybe a little after that. Uh, was the first time I ever had Bell's Hop Slam. Um, oh, boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, because, which version? Yeah. 2012? <laughs> this would have been like 2007. Oh, wow. 2006? Somewhere in that range, 2006 right. or 2007. Um, and I don't, I think they, they would tell you otherwise, but that, that recipe has changed. Anyway, yeah. uh, and, you know, you know, I, I want to attribute it to my palate, but that, that yeah. recipe has changed. Um, so, yeah, so it was, I was at a, you know, drunk at a house party. Uh, someone what? had a bottle in a corner, and I was like, <laughs> you know, stumbled over. I was like, what was that? Uh, then, <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, and so they're like, this is Bell's Hopslam. This is a real beer. I was like, I don't want to taste it. Uh, and I tasted it, and all I remember is that it tasted like plant and pine concentrate and but and it, at first it was really off-putting none none whatsoever no honey whatsoever it was just pine like literally like turpentine almost or something but but it was weird because it wasn't off-putting like i it was a punch to my face to my mouth and my taste buds but i was just like at first i made a face but then as it finished i was like I think I like that. Yeah. And then it's all, you know, it's all downhill from there. So uphill, downhill, either way. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Turning it over to you. What's your gateway beer? So uh, I'm just checking it. How old are you? 
20. I'm not going to tell you. What? On the air? My my gateway (laughs) beers are... Uh, they don't make a lot of them anymore. <laughs> We've never had Pete's Wicked Ale before. Yes, oh my I am, God. I'm Pete's old enough Wicked to know that. Fair enough. Okay. All right, cool. Now we're talking <laughs> You don't know what Pete's Wicked Ale is. <laughs> so uh, I started homebrewing in 1996, and I discovered beer in like a year beforehand. And I was, uh, the first beer that I drank that had anything resembling flavor was a Newcastle Brown Ale. <laughs> ah. And then... I remember. That was Rico's. Yeah. That was a legit beer. Yeah. I used to drink. I've they drank went my well body with single malt many scotches. times over there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Newcastle still, Brown Ale goes very well with single malt scotches. Still, oh, still a legit beer. Yeah. yeah. I, I Tastes the same. In some, in some moons. I, I, oh. I should probably revisit Christmas that. Christmas gift. Um, <laughs> I remember my, one of my first jobs. I was probably like 12 years old and I was a busboy at a restaurant in. Cincinnati, Ohio, and I remember people coming in and literally waiting in line. This is the first whale, like beer whale that I, I mean, in retrospect, I know it is. People were coming in and waiting in line because this the restaurant was carrying this beer that everybody wanted to try. Sam Adams Boston Lager. And this is in like 1988 or something, you know, I was a 12-year-old busboy, so yeah, that's you know right around eighty eight or eighty nine, <laughs> and um, and it was new and it had flavor. It was super cool. And yeah. I didn't try it for many years later, but the beer that like turned me on to I want to brew beer. Uh, you guys had Modit by uh, Universal. Yes. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. And, like I picked up off a shelf. I was like, this looks cool because you know the devil. It's good. Yeah. 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 This looks pretty rad. And I take it home and I pour a glass. You know. Cork and and you know why it's got a cane. <laughs> oh, and pour the beer, and it really yeah. had, it, had a and different that was taste. The one where I was like, all right, I need to learn how to do this, yeah. and that was it. That was the one that like awesome. really turned me on. So, all right. Awesome. Yeah. All right. What is those? What is your favorite style? I, if I, you have any, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know riff off what he was saying. Like, I there aren't beer styles in particular that I can think of that I don't like, but well executed, balanced. Beer. I don't find myself as wherever this beer went. That Antwerp's placebo isn't a beer that I find myself like looking on a shelf for. Um, what I want to drink are beers that are satisfying, beers that are balanced, beers that go with food, mm-hmm. beers that go with booze, beers that complement the thing that I'm doing that are like a overwhelming sensory experience. If I finish one and I want to drink another one, that's a great beer, and that's yeah. what I'm looking for all the time. <laughs> I think a, I think a se- I think a second one of this one might be a little much. Yeah, yeah no, no. Yeah. I, I get to drive home and I'm gonna have to you know, double check my. <laughs> 19, you, you mentioned 1996, and I remember 1996 was the first time I drank Chimay. Ooh, for mm-hmm. sure. <clears throat> I, that, that, I lost I my on, mind. I was on a spectrum of like uh, beers in in retrospect. It was beers. That were estuary that had a fermentation profile, right? They were they were uh, Hefeweizens and they were mm-hmm. uh, other you know German you know wheat beers and they were Belgians and they were Belgian esque beers and they were beers that like fermentation. I mean, I wish at that point in 1996 I had gotten my hands on a real lambic. I had had like yeah. uh, Lindemans, which is just 
fruit juice syrup. It's not something that's expressive of fermentation. Uh, but I wish at that point I got my hands on something that was like deeply expressive because at that point I would have said like, all right, I'm dropping my life. I'm going to Belgium. I want to know what this is. And it took right. me an arc of 20 years afterwards to like get into, you know, Cantillon to get into, I mean, like to, to get into, you know, Belgian uh, and and uh, and regional long aged and, and blended beers, um, and uh, I kick myself because with, with Cantillon, um, I always viewed it in the sour family, right? And, and it was just I, you know, I had a, such a distaste. I remember sours 2014, 2015, and, and, and it was just awful. And at the time, I, I took the family over to. Uh, we went to Paris and London mm-hmm. and spent some time over there. And all I saw in Paris was Cantillon mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to drink any of that stuff. And mm-hmm. flash forward, Oops. now I'm like, wow, I wish I had bought every bottle I could have found <laughs> back then. <laughs> because I love it now. But at the time, it was like, I, I just uh, I was had not evolved <laughs> and kicked myself for it. Sour Wayne. Hey, tart, not sour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Fun, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like well, wine. I guess we're time for, for maybe our quick five minute break. And, 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 I think and, that'd and be good. Yeah. Re, 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 re up on the flights and, and, and we'll be back in five. Is that all right, Mr. Producer? We're back. This holiday season, you know what I have on my wish list? Adventure. That's why I got a new Honda during the Happy Honda Day sales event. They have a whole lineup of rugged, all-wheel drive SUVs, CRV, Pilot, Passport. But at the end of the day, I drove off in a new HRV with a bunch of safety features. And best of all, I got it on clearance. So don't just sit around knitting an ugly holiday sweater. See your local Honda dealer for Happy Honda Day's clearance pricing today. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. Ba-ba-ba-ba. I participate in McDonald's. <laughs> oh. We're back, Bruce Brothers. <laughs> wow, that was uh, for the culture. For the and oh, those are good. How long do I have to give? Those are good. Um, and and while, while while we were away, might be a little much. We were talking about food, and 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 Steve, you have to repeat that story about what you smoked for brunch this past Sunday. Um, and we're talking about food. Yeah, uh, was Sunday was legalization, so yes. it was it Sunday. I mean, we're really fortunate. Uh, we've been, first of all, Chef Matt. We were talking about him during the break. Uh, he's a, an amazing chef, both skill wise and just person and attitude and sense of humor. He's a great person to work with every day. I mean, I see him five, six, sometimes seven days a week, and. Um, the fact that he's been running this kitchen and cooking and has been a chef for as many years as he has and is willing to have me, you know, jump in and say, like, here's some smoked meat to, here's an ingredient for your kitchen. Um, just shows a lot of class and a, and a really low ego and is pretty incredible to be able to work with him. Um, but I'm a barbecue nerd as much as I am a beard nerd. 
and you feel uh, right in with us. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, this is, this is I, I, I'm among, amongst my people, and that feels good. Uh, and you asked me ten years ago when I'm planning to open a brewery, what I care about more: craft beer or well-made barbecue, like. That would have been a coin toss. Were you sitting down at Slow's having a f- fine craft beer and eating some barbecue ten years fact, ago? About six years ago, one of the first places to carry our beer before we were even open was Slow's. Hmm. Um, Good on. Really great neighbors and great supporters, and have an incredible relationship with the Cooley family and the uh, manager at the time, Tara. And um, but Slow's. Definitely, kind of was one of the most important kind of resurgent businesses in um, Detroit's kind of reimagination right around the economic downturn, and certainly brought a, a, a focus onto new business and opportunities in the city of Detroit. Undeniable, incredibly important. Okay, um, but back to the question: What yeah. were you smoking? <laughs> you give me a microphone. I'm going to wax. I'm going to wax nostalgic, like comfortable in this space. So. Circa 1993. Um, this past weekend, I smoked uh, some brisket. I smoked a couple of Wagyu brisket. They're about 15 pounds. Wow. They're about 17 pounds before I trimmed them. So I, I did about 13 pounds or 30 pounds of, of brisket post cook weight. Um, four pork butts. Um, I did uh, some pork belly burnt in. So I cube them up. Um, yeah, that was fun. Uh, we we also Rico's smoked- ears popped up right, again. He's, he's he's over there. He's over there. What? Um, we also smoked um, a bunch of vegetables, both bell peppers and um, uh, cauliflower, for a smoked vegan uh, hash that we did. And Were they big peppers or little peppers? <laughs> big peppers. Okay. There's okay. always, there's always <laughs> some extra shit going on here. I'm going with big peppers. <laughs> going with big peppers. Um, and we also did uh, chicken for a thing that we've been working on called smoked fried chicken. It's Chicken that's smoked just to the point of finished. We give it a rest, bread it, and fry it. It's going to eventually be a sandwich, but we did smoked fried chicken and waffles with whipped honey butter and a bourbon barrel-aged maple syrup. And um, (laughs) it was a really beautiful and self-indulgent brunch. And it was, you know, people waiting for seats. And it was a lot of fun. And I got to say, like, I've been making barbecue for as long as I've been making beer. Um, But that that was the best brisket I've ever made. Okay. And so now I'm going to replicate it. Well, so we'll right. see. How long, did you, bar, man. How long did you smoke it? Um, it was about 12 hours. It was about 12 hours, give or take. It went on at 7.30. They come off about 8. So, yeah, 12 and a half hours. Peach paper? Yep. Yep. They were, I, I smoked them yeah, until there was a good bar. You know. I smoked brisket to bark. I don't smoke it to an internal temp. I say I like the bark. I wrap it, and that's it. Okay. And if I get a good okay. bark on it, I get I got good smoke on it. Um, that's what very Central right. Texas, you know, black pepper and salt. Uh, slather, I slather with you know yellow mustard. That's it. That's okay. all I do to it. Okay. Keep it simple. Yeah. I'm going to ask you about more food while okay. we're talking about food, just as you put food in your mouth. Mm-hmm. So I noticed that your menu has gluten free and vegan options, and I'm wondering how did that happen? Who's vegan? Who who inspired that? Um, it wasn't me. Here. Nice, no. Sasha. It wasn't me. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't ask that. <laughs> it's important right now um, in this space that we are really conscious of uh, dietary needs. People have, mm-hmm. you know, it's they're not options for a lot of people. They're demands. Yeah. I can't consume if. I mean, all of our beer on the menu 
is gluten reduced. We use um, an enzyme to reduce gluten. I can't call it gluten free, nor have I had all of them tested. Uh, but it's important that we make what we're doing accessible to as many people as possible. Um, so, uh, vegetarian for a lot of people is is not a lifestyle. It's you know a necessity. It's a dietary restriction from a doctor or from you know Crohn's or whatever. So, um, food and beer belong together, and food is something, and beer is something both that bring people together. So, it's important that we're aware. Uh, of choices that we can make and ingredients that we can use to make sure that everybody can come together and enjoy the space. Um, and it's hard to make yourself ubiquitous available to everyone, but you sure want to take a whack at it, right? Yeah. So that's, it's yeah. important. Uh, Chef is always up for a challenge, and sometimes we need to push on him, uh, and, the rest, and the rest of the time he's dragging us along with him. So that's, that's okay. just, you know, what we do. All right. Yeah. I'm a bit of a foodie. I had your gluten-free nachos, and they were great. Very hot peppers. Outstanding. Oh, yeah. Oh, those jalapenos <laughs> really should not be messed with. <laughs> they were very hot. I usually de-seed them before I use them for anything because oh. I'm a wimp. Oh. I like spicy food, but those jalapenos are like they were real sweat-inducing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, Sasha, did you have any of the uh, tip on those jalapenos? Because that's the hottest <laughs> I hear. Just asking. Donkers. I'm just asking. <laughs> it's like I just it was tip? unavoidable. Just the tip. Just, just the tip. <laughs> I don't want just the tip. If you're not going to give me the whole pepper. (laughs) All right. What's the point? The big one? The the big one. (laughs) Lean in. Now I understand the joke. Yeah. They were were average peppers. They were average size peppers. Just regular. (laughs) But Mark had the little peppers. That's why we had to ask. (laughs) I pickle pickle things. You went to the store and picked out the pepper. It was given to you. When I delivered them to the Womble household, Rico took, <laughs> Rico took the big pepper, so I don't know where it went. So I had a... <laughs> all I got back... Oh, my goodness. All I got back Rico, was you a need small to come over pepper. here. Oh, God. Let me... Okay, let me, let me clarify all this. You cheated up by the storm, and I will judge you. Look at that. I pickled things gave and big I, pepper. I some. You pickled things. <laughs> I canned some peppers. Oh my gosh! From the farmers market, all legit. I got a bunch of jalapeno peppers, and um, I canned them. And I was telling Mark, I think that I was going to can some peppers, and he gave me some that he had grown. And some of them were very small. Most of them, most of them were small, and some of them, I guess, I wasn't there when you. I wasn't downstairs when you the gave them. God oh, gave so I don't know. But I, so I put all the big ones in a jar, and I put all the small ones in a jar, and I ended up giving him the small ones. So I, anyway, okay. That's so. That was a very nice story. I'm dirty about that story. I'm never getting jalapenos again. This is the end of the story. Not even a tip, huh, Mark? <laughs> If you're not going to give me the whole pepper, Bravo. I don't want just the tip. <laughs> give me the whole pepper. Uh, give, them the, give, give her the big ones before you got to give well, them. Just give me the whole pepper. Usually this happens right. a little not just, on, not just the tip. Not just the You know, as, as the beer starts to flow a little bit. It does. It does. Strangely. I don't know how that happens. But, but, but we do have to say, you know, you you, beer, you you brew quite a bit of different styles. You you know you, you you're not pigeonholed like some breweries are, just into one or two um, styles. But you know I've had the Dick Smasher, all the fixings, and um, I haven't had anything that I haven't liked yet. 
That were dope. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, this is cool, right? And that bananas, that bananas was bananas. It's really good. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. dug it. Like, yeah. that's a divisive <laughs> fermentation. I, we, we've been talking about it for a while, and, and the staff's been really, you know, uh, vocal and engaged. Like, um, this brewery continue, continues to evolve. We're five years in. It'll be five years February 12th, which is right now in the brewery and restaurant world, like, that's pretty You're long. ancient. Yeah. Pretty, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're not a new brewery anymore. And as we evolve and grow and we start distributing, like, you know, it's no longer shoot from the hip and experiment only. It's like, who are you? And what are you doing? And you do it every day. And is it a core philosophy where we do, you know, fruited sour beers or we are all about IPAs or we, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of enthusiasm about beer in general. And we've got five or six plus people in the brewery and we want everyone to be excited and engaged. And we also want to have a variety of beers when you come in, if you're in the mood for something small or yellow and fizzy or, you know, hoppy. Aromatic but not bitter, or bitter but you know, I mean, balanced. Like we've got twenty-one taps, or even a slushy. Yeah, or even a slushy. <laughs> well, I, mean, I had the slushies this summer. Yeah, yeah I remember the slushies. Oh, the, 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 I missed I, out on that. Yeah, the, 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 the idea the idea that we can we're not trying to be all things to all people. We just want to make sure that what we're doing in beer keeps us excited about what we're doing because we have to be here every day. We got to show up. And there are parts of this job that are not particularly sexy. You show up early, and 90% of it is cleaning and sanitizing. And after that, like, you should be really pumped about what's on the board. You should be proud about what you're making. Your ideas should be heard. And the team that is paying the bills should be supporting you. I don't get to make beer anymore. Like, I'm, I made that cider. Mm-hmm. I do our fruit fermentation, but I'm not here um, operating the hot side 10 hours at a time because I can't. I get distracted. My phone goes off, and then invariably I fuck up, and it's not cool. So uh, when you're young, you're doing four barrel batches and get away with it. But now five years in, and you've got a staff that depend on you executing. Well, like I, I don't brew beer anymore. I can handle cider because I can, you know, pause what I'm doing and answer an email. But the fact that there is a team of people that spend all their time that we're investing in, right? That genuinely care about doing. I want everyone to feel engaged. I want everyone to feel like they have an opportunity to do something creative. So that's why when you come in, you should. Every time, discover something new on the board, or two, or three, or yeah. four, or five new things on the board. Well, keeps really excited. That'd be my next question because you know, I've, you don't have staples, right? Dick Well, not Dick Smasher, it's and the, all the, the Brown too. Yeah, Jones, so, Jones, so when I, Empire. What, when when we were planning on coming down here, I, I looked at the tap list and I was like, oh man, uh, you know, seventeen out of eighteen beers I haven't had. I like to come in here and I like to try everything. Right. And usually, you know, there's maybe seven or eight things that are new to me. But, you know, 17 things. What's your turnover rate? So if I come in in three months, how many of those things should I expect to see on the on the board still? Just just in three months. Spitballing. Do, in three months, we're doing it right. Zero. I mean, there might be a couple of beers, like we're talking You're about flagships, like Empire, General Jack Jones. It's not going to be the same batch that you saw three months ago, but you'll see a small handful of beers on the board. And I mean, to be completely honest, like that's what Kuma and I and the rest of the brewery team were doing earlier today. Yeah. We're This is a, a, a business that's, re, that's achieved some <coughs> level of maturity five years in, and we need to be operating from a plan. It needs to be predictable, and we can't be shooting from the hip all the time. So that's, I mean, that's a central question to how we're evolving as a business. How many of these beers are year-round? How many of them are seasonal? How do we make sure 
while we're trying to satisfy a distributor and trying to keep things creative on the board, that we leave room for experiments, that we leave room for innovation, that people feel they have an opportunity to just roll the dice and they don't have the demand of producing 15 barrels of something that we need half of it going to the marketplace or a third of it to go into cans. And it, that's, that's the conundrum. We're in the most awkward sized brewery possible. <laughs> Seven barrel brew house. Just on the cusp. Fifteen barrel <laughs> tanks, you know, and like how do you satisfy the general marketplace with distribution and keep your tap room rotating and fresh and innovative? And that's a tough needle to thread. We're, we're still we're constantly every day still figuring it out. Oh, that's, so that's a fair yeah. question. Whoever asked it. I think that was you. That's a fair question. <laughs> I don't know, but we're trying. Right. Well now, now, let me let, let me ask you this in, in terms of you've mentioned opportunity on a couple of occasions in de- describing uh, the relationship you want with your employees and make sure that you mentioned ha- they have the opportunity. Yeah. Um, being five years old, and we, we touched briefly on inclusion um, and diversity in the workplace and in terms of beer drinkers, two-pronged question. Um, what's Batch's philosophy in terms of inclusion and diversity within their company? as well as what do you see in your tap room in terms of people of color um, visiting and enjoying your food and your, and your brews? Uh, I will say that our, my goal is that the business that we run here and the people that we employ are an accurate reflection of the community that we're a part of. Um, that's a high bar to set uh, in a city like Detroit that's 83% African American uh, in an industry that over indexes as Caucasian. Um, uh, comparatively, when I'm here and in the tap room, I think that our general, you know, consumers, the, our guests that come in here, are more diverse than the average brewery that I go into. But it's still far short of what we would like to see compared to the community that we're a part of. And it's it's an ongoing challenge. I mean, the craft beer industry has definitely positioned itself as you know. 30 something white neck beard like that's who yep. we've told the story <laughs> of, of who we are for a long time and we've become a, a trope and a butt of jokes because of it and we've also isolated ourselves from an, a, an opportunity to engage communities and to find new audiences and to create new experiences um, I think that um, one of the the big misses in in uh, craft beer and craft food and just craft in general in the city of Detroit is finding a way to make sure that what we're doing as crafters, as makers, mm-hmm. as business owners, to make what we do uh, available and approachable to everyone from all walks of life and from all income levels. So that is something we continue to try and discuss uh, inside our organization. As far as the staff that we have here, I mean... It, I'm I'm incredibly proud of you know that, that we continue to try and um, we put it we put conscious effort into making sure that our team reflects the community we're a part of. Um, it is really hard to find people of color in the craft beer industry, and Kuma is uh, he's a he's a he's a rare thing in this industry. And he's good, he's yeah, a part of this magical team. unicorn. Yeah. He is a unicorn. <laughs> yep, he is he is the he's the lauded purple unicorn, and here Kuma he is unicorn. a part of our team. It's is that the next name? name Kuma unicorn. <laughs> I actually the unicorn had, the black IPA. Purple unicorn purple. was definitely a, an idea that did cross our minds recently. I think I might put put that to. Uh, <laughs> we play, play I might put that to something. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But uh, our brewery is actually um, uh, our production manager is female, and we have another woman on our team. They're actually it's about fifty percent male female, and uh, with a person of color on the brewery staff and the brand team on the senior management team. I feel like we're doing we're we're trying to walk our talk and walk our <coughs> philosophy, but it's incredible it's incredibly hard. So our our goal, my goal as a as an owner and as somebody that wants to make sure that we're participating appropriately uh, and 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 consciously in the community that we're a part of is to uh, identify people that that we can uh, kind of coach up through the system and have bench strength and, and identify people before you know they've been brewing for five years and uh, you know have Cicerone level you know brewing knowledge and have networks and have all of this you know influence to be able to identify that somebody that has a palate, somebody that has the interest, somebody that wants to learn and give them the opportunity to grow. And so we're a small business. I got 26 employees. So finding, you know, opportunities for people uh, in general is hard when Mm -hmm. people want to stay here and want to work. But our, our job is to keep our eyes and ears open for people that are not only the best for the job, but help us reflect the community that we're a part of. And I'm well aware that as a 42 year old white dude in the city of Detroit that I'm like, quintessential carpetbagger, you know, came in and found a bunch of grant money and won awards and opened a thing with no money. And I, I mean, I've been here all my life. I, 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 I moved to Michigan until 93. I, I, I moved to the city 10 years ago, 11 years ago. I'm like, I'm, I'm not a born and raised Detroiter. That being said, my business partner, Jason, is white dude. Born and raised Detroiter, as is Chef Matt. And both of them were repatriated from St. Louis and, and Arkansas to come back to Detroit to do this thing. So these are people that grew up in the city and that have a, an affinity for uh, their experiences growing up in the city. Uh, we, we genuinely care. And there's not a right way to do it. There's only a conscious way to do it. And that's all we can do, right? Uh, it's just fair. try and be yeah. present. Yeah. Try and be available and listen to criticism, and, and, and uh, which we don't get much of. We just... We, we, we do the best that we can to make sure that our, our business treats our employees well and creates opportunity for them. So I mean, and you've been known as a good community partner, which is why we mentioned earlier that we had been trying to get down here and made sure we wanted to uh, get you on a calendar um, because of that. You know, so we, we do appreciate uh, what you're doing in terms of making the efforts. Um, this, this diversity and inclusion is kind of how Bruce Brothers got started. Uh, we believe Bruce Brothers is also the ultimate in a collection of beer drinkers you know because we, we're, we're all different races different colors different sexes uh, but we all come together and enjoy good brews and it doesn't matter you know what what creed race religion we are while we're enjoying our beers as long as you're it only drinking not matters what gin. you're drinking as long as you know it's not the unmentionable, unmentionable <laughs> now, now we've got issues you know stay away from the unmentionable and we're fine well, sorry, sorry to bring that level <laughs> into your serious moment, but yes, yeah, keep mean, that wound open. If we're doing our, if we're doing it right, like beer is supposed to bring people together. Yes. It's not supposed to be a place that people uh, that it's divisive, that people are getting pushed apart, that people are feeling isolated. Um, and you know, that's that's our job every day. What, every what do you day. think you could do to bring more of the local? I mean, it's difficult, right? Because craft beer is not something that that. Perhaps the, the the local group around here or in this area, you know, immediate area, may want to come in and drink for. I, I, w- I would say that um, my responsibility is to use the microphone that I've been afforded 
um, to try and tell a story that's as relevant to many people as possible. Um, I actually reached out um, to uh, the guys in Pittsburgh that put on Fresh Fest and to see is there a way that I can work with a a brand that already exists that has been able to be the face of inclusion and highlight really of people of color in the craft beer industry and how can we do that in Detroit? How can I work with a podcast like in this group? How can we collaborate to, you know, use these platforms to uh, create really a spotlight on craft beer in a way that makes everybody in this community, specifically people of color, uh, feel not only included but invited. And those are two totally different things. Yes. Funny you mention (laughs) that. In June 2020, we have a collective coming in of a bunch of craft beer drinkers around the country that is a group of men of color that was approximately a group of 2,000 um, and once a year there's a national share and in that national share they, they go and highlight local breweries local beer pubs um, in the area this will be year 4 coming up in Detroit 2020 is where we will be collecting Detroit 2020 Detroit 2020 mm-hmm. and we, 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 we will have a probably about two busloads of people, about about a hundred or so from around the country. That's the month I usually make the trip. I hope more come out. Um, but we go and we take over breweries, and it's so amazing when you see a hundred black men walk into a brewery and they're like, you know, all eyes dropping. <laughs> well, that's not going to happen here. Everyone's going to be like. <laughs> so I'm, I'm aware Kuma uh, recently you, you uh, became yeah. a part of this group um, invite, it's an invite only group right uh, remind me the name of the group it's uh, Brothers and Craft Beer Brothers and Craft Beer and um, first of all I am thrilled that they're coming to the city also I do, there could be an opportunity for Sisters and Craft Beer too I'm like you know <laughs> I, yes, I, I get blamed shit it's all the time every time but. he brings this I know I know, yeah. I know. Well, well, and it, it is it is up to people like me to start the sorority. I get that. It is. And, I get and, that. And, but I'm a busy lady. And, and you can come to everything we do. Yeah, I know, except That's the one thing the I want to come to. <laughs> the, the, the share is members uh, only. But every, you know, all, all the traveling that we do, you know, and mm-hmm. we're putting together a, a list of local stomps that we're going to hit. We're, we're going to, we're only going to travel maybe about an hour outside, maybe as far as Williamston, Lansing area, mm-hmm. and, and, and circle Definitely back around. Lansing. <laughs> um, in here and, oh, and, well, and, and we'll definitely get some looks mm-hmm. up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I will see the police up there. Then <laughs> I, I will say that I don't think there is any time or place that this could be more poignant to have you know this group of people coming into the state of Michigan, which is mm-hmm. a mature craft beer market uh, in a city of Detroit. Um, hopefully, you spend as much time here as possible to really help tell a story and bring attention to like I, I, I don't know that you guys the, the, this group could have picked like a, a more important place to do this right so I, I, I speak on behalf of every brewery in the city of Detroit that anything that we can do to help support this thing and bring attention to and make sure that everyone feels not only welcomed but excited to be in every brewery they walk into I'm, I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure that happens well, one thing that we, yes. we, we may well I'm sure one thing we will ask is, is there anything that we could maybe 
you know, cook up something special that we'll have, you know, coming off the taps. Special beer? Or, special you know, beer. Yeah, special, special beer. Well, special. I, 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 What's the date again? June uh, 20. Loomba, loomba. We can squeeze that in. We can squeeze that in. Can we figure out a way to do like a collaborative recipe, right? Virtual somewhere online, have people participate, and then we can figure you that guys out. come in and brew a Kuma and have it ready for the event. Is that is there a way to like create a that. create a conversation? We can create that something. Yes, oh, we have a public facing Facebook yeah. Bruce Brothers page that we could um, probably coordinate. And we have a private one also if you yeah. didn't want it to be open to everyone, I, just I, the members. Yeah, I I think it would be a really cool uh, if we could create something uh, you know interactive uh, with the group that's coming in and uh, make a beer together. I think it'd be super cool. Can, be fun, can. And, and, can and it be fun? Can it be coconut? Yeah, I can figure it out. <laughs> I can figure it out for sure. I love coconut. What's <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got a qu- I'm sorry. You 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 were gonna it's say all, something? No, it's all good. I I I I I like this idea to uh, for me. You know, like speaking to to you know, this is Stephen's business, of course. But you know, it's just like speaking to that idea of you know. How do you make sure that the who's within your walls is representative of the community that you're part of? Right. Um, uh, I personally, you know, that's something I spend some time. You know, like I, I'm working in Detroit, but I grew up in like Plymouth, Michigan. I didn't grow up in Detroit specifically. It's a it's a very different experience having grown. You know, for anyone who maybe grew up here versus you know where I grew up. So I just come from a different background, and you know, technically I'm also one of these folks who's just coming in from the suburbs, just coming in Detroit and saying like, oh, there's an opportunity here for me. But I, you know, I think a lot about like what is it that that a brewery can do. Uh, and actually, I, I had the the pleasure of talking to uh, WDET recently about about mm-hmm. this. But it's just like what can what can a brewery do in a city like this um, that is, you know that can reach out to uh, a more diverse audience without, you know, as always, without feeling it, like it's just pandering. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've really personally come to, to believe that um, uh, one of the best, easiest ways you can do it is, just, is collaboration, is collaboration and storytelling. It's just like, how can you get together with someone who's not even necessarily another brewery, but like anyone who's got a story to tell, who's got an idea for a food item, for a drink item, something that people can gather around, eat and talk about, uh, consume and talk about, and uh, and uh, and use that as a platform to tell a story. And like recently, we collaborated with uh, was a Godwin of Yum Village, uh, and you know he came in here and uh, made a special pasty and a special arancini, and so. Really? There were, yeah, yeah. So it was you know it was like smoked jerk chicken and. Yeah. Black Eyed Peas. Shout like out to Young Village. If you're not familiar what? with Young Village over yeah, on it was uh, crazy Grand Boulevard, too. excuse me, on what we're just south of West Grand Boulevard, where it turns into East Grand Boulevard. Where, uh, it's, it's the old Popeyes. Yeah. The old Popeyes. But for those who know, you know, it was old Popeyes building. Then it was another Atomic Chicken, chicken I think it was. Yeah, and, for a minute. And, and now, now it's Young yeah. Village. And he's crushing it. And if yeah. you have not had his food, it is... Some of the best jerk chicken I've it ever is. had in the United States, and his service. There are I got a, like a small list of people that, that, that work what is so the, hard in this the, industry. The Samayan fried chicken that he does. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't know about that. Suya, uh, uh, suya, fried chicken. Oh, yeah. 
Shout out to Yum Village. We're a wax philosophic about Godwin's food for the next 25 years. I can do it. Let's talk about this jerk chicken pasty that you got, that you had. It's gone. It's gone. It was so good. Listen, I am a Michigan road tripping girl. I am one of these rare black people that will drive way up to the UP, and I don't give a shit. This is my state. And I will go where I want to go. And I love pasties, and I want gravy. Don't give me no ketchup. I love most going black up people north. have not been past Oakland Mall. Have you, Sasha? Test your uh, test your uh, UP ness. I haven't been to the UP a lot, so don't don't give me like a hard. Did, I've been as far north as Saint Ignatius. Have you had a fish pasty yet? I have not had a fish pasty. I have not had a fish pasty. Spent some time up there. Can it be a smoked white fish pasty? I've had smoked white fish many times, but yeah. I think the furthest that black people get now is a Great Lakes. See, so my dad was from Ann Arbor, and my mom was from Detroit, and my dad never lost his Ann Arbor-ness, so he was never afraid to go. I mean, it's a thing. If you've been, you're right, okay. I know, yeah. I've been around Ann Arbor long enough. (laughs) It's a thing. And he never lost it, so he's like, I'm going to go where I want to go. He was really very comfortable with white people, and so it wasn't an issue. So that's how I grew up. We just went wherever we wanted to go. And so we road tripped a lot. We went up north a lot. We went all over the state, wherever we felt like going. And I got a chance to sample some of that cuisine all over the state. Things like smoked whitefish. Yeah. But I've not had a smoked whitefish pasty. Pasty, yeah. Wait. Uh, Try it. Try it out. Next time, you can get them up there. I could make one. I'll have to look for it next time. Do you drink uh, fig jam with those? Oh, man. You do not. You drink a pilsner with those. What was, what was that? What was that, Wayne? What was that word? Say it, it twice, again. Twice in a night. Say it again. <laughs> My goodness. You are overcoming your fears, Wayne. I am. It's I good. Am. When, you're, when, you're, when you're getting 39 years old, it's good to it, yeah, overcome your fears. It is. So I asked about, I asked. I had questions that I don't want to forget. I asked about the past year, mm-hmm. and it's gone. Is yeah. it ever coming back? Uh, I don't know. Uh, so we've yeah. done jerk before, but this is the first time we ever approached this as a collab, and I think that Chef kind of reimagined uh, the way that he did it. But in addition, it was the first thing that we smoked on the smoker outside. So we smoked a ton of jerk chicken, <laughs> and it was I mean, a really, a, really a type of wood way to make jerk, right? It's cooked yeah. over wood. What type? What's it? What type of wood? That was oak. I mean, that's basically what I use right now. Uh, I think oak is a great balance. Of uh, aroma and spice, it's not too spicy. I mean, I love hickory, but hickory is expensive. It can be I'm not gonna pay it can the hickory tax. Yeah. Um, it can <laughs> get a little intense. Mesquite can get real intense. Yes, yes. I definitely plan on playing with some fruit Wilbur in Michigan, for God's sake. <laughs> so cherry, apple cherry, yeah, apple We're going to see some turns on that thing, but our go-to is is oak. I think it's a really balanced, hmm. you know, flavor to spice ratio. Cherry, cherry smoked whitefish. Uh, uh, apple pecan wood, and doing that. Jerk chicken might be something to think. Ooh. That sounds all right. That sounds okay. Okay, all right. Wait. My question was: Is it coming back? And it's like maybe <laughs> it's, it's foods. It's foods, brothers. No, it's not brews, brothers. My next question is about beer. So we'll, yeah. okay. So uh, is it ever going to come back? Yes, absolutely. People were really okay. pumped about it. It was a great way for us to connect and collab. I mean, you guys know the way that the beer collaborations happen all the time. Like breweries getting going back and forth and. You know, uh, expressing a style in somebody else's brewery it doesn't really happen in kitchens right. almost right. ever. So the fact that you know uh, Goblin came here and we were expressing some of the core flavors to his business here and using this as a platform to storytell about his business is fun. Yes. It's awesome, and we're going to do the same. He's actually about to launch a po' boy 
But Ooh, so a dish that we me. do here, but expressed in a lot of the Afro Caribbean flavors. That okay, he well, there. Rico approves. Keep going. Keep going. For, for those who have not had the po' boys or sandwiches down here, uh, let me encourage you to do so and come try them. Mm-hmm. Um, one one thing that as we were talking about, how do you introduce places and, and introduce the community? Is just to be welcoming. You, you know, when, when you go in an establishment and you bring in friends or a client or some something for lunch, you want to take them to a place that you enjoy, that you like. And every time I've come down here and introduced somebody to your spot, they've liked it and enjoyed it. Yeah. And it's been welcoming. So, Good. you know, just, just, just keep doing that. And, and that's what makes the difference. Appreciate that. That's what's you supposed know? to happen. That's what's supposed to happen. Uh, there's a uh, legacy uh, right now of uh, <laughs> uh, Peter uh, from Family Guy. It's a family like Trey, 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 what are you doing back there? I, I, like I, 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 feel, I feel like is that part of that last Dave Chappelle shit? <laughs> that when somebody's phone goes off in the middle of a joke, he's like, "This is really awkward." <laughs> Mama died. Mama. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, sound uh, like you had too many little peppers back there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I will say that right now the restaurant scene and what the way that food is developing in the city of Detroit is uh, really connected, and it doesn't. It's not dissimilar from the craft beer industry, but smaller and more geographic. You know, it's 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 denser. Uh, but uh, there's incredible relationships that we've been able to develop in this industry, and Goblin is certainly one of them. Greg Mudge down the street is one of them. Kate Williams, yeah, you know, at, at, at um, um, uh, Right, right here. Well, I remember uh, when used to be I mean, right there, Lady of the House, uh, and 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 Ping at at Marrow, who also just opened. Did you go Ping. to Mudgies when they were only this big? Oh yeah, that's one of those. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, yeah, and I'll tell that's you right now, Mudgies. <laughs> other than Eight Degrees Play-Doh, the best bottle shop in the city of Detroit is Mudgies. And they crush. And they have the best natural wines. I think they've got as good or better a natural wine selection of Mudgies than they do at Motor City Wine. Mudgies is one of my favorite businesses in, in town. If you've been there a while, you should dig into it. They they rock it out. And but that, of, but that of, connectivity, right, in the end They should be a sponsor. Yeah, we need to talk about you know, Mudgies. You know, we're giving away too much <laughs> without any sponsorships. So, uh, all these places that we've been the best uh, wine selection in Detroit. You should go to Mudgies. Mudgies. We'll be calling you. uh, Mudgie, we'll be giving you a call. We'll give you the shout outs and. and 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 your 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 lobster roll fest is off the chain at Mudgies. Yeah, so you know, uh, limit two per person during lobster roll fest at, at Mudgies. So. Uh, we're, we're quite familiar, so we'll be contacting you about our sponsorship there dollars. There you go. Oh, we're asking so, for an extra yeah. roll. <laughs> I got one last question uh-huh. for you, yeah. and I don't know if it's—I don't know who it's for. I'll, try, I'll start yeah. with you. Um, so I went to Ipsyale House around St. Patrick's Day. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, my tradition on St. Patrick's Day is to drink a green beer, sure. and I say this in the group. And everybody's like, what the hell? I'm not drinking that shit. It's horrible. So I about? go to... What you, you talking about? Did you give, I don't know if you gave me a hard time. She but I, you definitely lights. did. You drink Natty I give Lights. You a hard, so, you don't, I give I mean, you a hard time about Ipsy L. We don't pay attention to what the beer girl well, drinks. Well, <laughs> although I go down there tomorrow. Can I finish my question now? <laughs> I don't care so, where those glasses go. So it's like a, anyway, it's like a Miller Lite with green food coloring. You know, it's what you get. So I go to Ipsy L House, and they have a Berliner Weiss with some sort of green... Okay, 
was amazing. And I kept telling them they need to have this beer. So I see, and my husband pointed out to me that you all have a Berliner Weiss here that has a berry puree. I have not had it because I didn't notice that it that it had the puree to go in. So he brought that up to me, and I'm like, oh, I should try that. So talk to me about the inspiration for that beer. Did you did you put the? Are you talking about Anton's animals? Yes. 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 Did you put the? Did which you was on my first flight car? Oh, nice. I didn't have it, Sasha. I didn't have it with, with Ipsy. Did you put? Did you? Did you make them put the sweetener in it? Did you have them put the sweetener? I had in it? them put the green syrup in it, which was sweet. Okay. Yep. All right. But outside of that, it wasn't a remarkable beer for me if it didn't have that. Steve, in it. I can talk that about made, your beer. She made the difference. Yeah. My Anton's is clean. Yeah. Yep. So. <laughs> Berliner Weiss is a style that we want to Fine. represent. This is not a uh, like a mixed culture Berliner Weiss. This is a kettle sour. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a deliberate uh, lactobacillus uh, kettle fermentation before we then finish it with the Saccharomyces. Uh, it is tart. It's balanced, and then we uh, offer uh, it's a raspberry style. syrup. It is. It, it is. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be really approachable. It's supposed to be uh, balanced. It's supposed to be tart and refreshing. How does it compare uh, to a natty light? How does it compare to a natter days? Uh, we oh, offer man, a raspberry syrup, a house-made raspberry syrup, uh, and uh, two times in the year we carry um, Woodruff. We carry it around St. Patty's Day, and then we carry it during Oktoberfest. Okay. Uh, we have a pretty deliberate Oktoberfest. Uh, by the way, Woodruff is super hyper-traditional. Both the raspberry and the, and the Woodruff are traditional syrups to add to Berliner Weiss. Um, but during our Oktoberfest celebration, we do like a full brand alter ego. Uh, we go from batch brewing company to batch browery. All <laughs> of our beer is German inspired. You know, lagers have a license. You know, Ralph would be Harrison, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the and the food menu as well. And then we have Woodruff around here. It's not something that we have every day because not everybody knows it or appreciates it. But um, we we like to play with it every now and then. So yeah. All right. Uh, as far as the inspiration, I mean. You know, having sour beer as a part of the mix is something that's really, really important. Uh, we try and represent it deliberately, but that is kind of our resting pulse in like a, a sour beer on the board. Having Anton's Animals available as a brilliant advice for people is something that's approachable and enjoyable. And it's doesn't make it, doesn't okay. need the puree. Does not require it. I, it's it nice but I, you know, I oh, like to taste it either way. No, no. That was that was great yeah. without it. But yeah. I, now I'm going to try it with it. I like hamburgers. I like cheeseburgers. Now, Steve, right. I, I, I have you another like question them? for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, since since we Sasha has spoken for the Natter Days <laughs> section, I will uh, throw a glass at you, Ruth oh. Brothers. And she's quite. The <laughs> it's that time of the night. <laughs> right, um, violence. I, I'm going to ask this, this Rico, question. Rico, restrain your wife. For, he ain't coming over here. For the classes uh, <laughs> being thrown, the portion of Bruce Brothers who we kind of shun, you know, the Matt Bushes of the world. Uh-huh. You know, oh, bite me, Matt it, Bush. It, is there anything <laughs> shandy like on your menu? Shandy like for Matt Bush? You know, that, you. That, that might get Matt Bush to come on in. I tell you what, uh, we, 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 haven't, we haven't done it in a while, but it was, uh, it was. I don't remember what the base beer was. I think it was a bite Saison. me, Matt Bush. <laughs> but we did a beer called Slim Shandy, and it was <laughs> Slim Shandy. It was, it was, uh, it, I think it was a, uh, a saison that we mixed with like a house made uh, lemonade or lemon lemon soda or something, and it was great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I think that we originally did it for. Matt uh, Bush? Yeah, we did some Matt Bush. <laughs> Matt Bush, we made that for you, Slim Chaney. Uh, we, we did an event with a restaurant that's no longer uh, here, 
Um, but we did a uh, Bastille Day party, and uh, it kind of there there uh, was um, uh, what is it? It was, it was like a, similar to a, a shandy. It was a, a panache, which is like a beer and soda mix in French, uh, and we really enjoyed it. So uh, I think later that year is when we did the Slim Shandy, and it's a funny name. I mean, that, yeah. Hat off Jason on that one. Square, <laughs> you can count on him for most of the hip hop references. Low end theory. I, th- I, I, I originally that beer was originally called Midnight Marauder, and now I discovered there was another beer called Midnight Marauder. And Jason said, "Well, we just named Low End Theory," and I said. Yes, ding sir. ding! Yeah. yeah, I remember when it, when it was midnight. Yeah, it was yeah. for a, it was it was like a yeah, month or so. Yeah. Just, totally okay. As yeah. long as you guys don't go That's into great. seltzers, you know. I mean, come on. I, I, this is okay. Let me say this thing. Say <laughs> All right, let's let's hear okay, it. Ready. It's trying to feed the family. It's just, now, it's seltzers feed uh, the family. Well, we're talking about Matt Bush. <laughs> Got to talk about seltzers. I, there are. Terrible beers in this world, and there are craft beers in this world. There are terrible wines in this world. There are craft <laughs> wines. There is some terrible vodka, and there's craft vodka in this world. Is there an opportunity to make a craft seltzer that actually reflects fermentation or ingredients or something? I don't know. But if we decide to play with it, you can bet your ass is going to be delicious. Everyone's trying. We haven't touched it. We barely even talked about it, but. I have a business to stay in business because I got 27 employees. And if I want to find a way to maybe have a 401k for them someday, or (laughs) I'm already uh, offering health insurance, like if people want to spend money on, you know, the new Zima, like far be it for me to not offer them a good version of it. If you don't have, if you don't have 51 people in your, uh, your organization, so you can't. Do a uh, yeah. large, yeah, whatever. Yeah. We won't go into the insurance you know, thing. Like, you approach a business either as a cash grab and find a way to you know make money and capitalize on a trend, or do something that you can stand behind and be proud of. We haven't made a seltzer yet, but if we do ever do it, I promise you that it'll be the best effing seltzer that we could imagine a path towards making, and we would stand next. And to there's a market for it. I mean, Lagunitas with that hop water, hop water? has shown yeah. that that there is a market for. Huge move right now yeah. for like low alcohol, no alcohol. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole like sober curious thing. It's not a lifestyle sober I'm looking for. Here it is. <laughs> you know, not, I, I, never, I have I, not heard that. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's my entire life. I've been <laughs> sober <laughs> curious. <laughs> what does that feel like? Really, I've been drunk curious. I keep scratching the edge. Like, I wonder what it would be like. Glug, glug, glug. Now I'm sober curious. To our listeners who did not know you were not from Detroit, you just proved it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sober curious. Keep talking All about right. it. never thing. any day ending in Y. Yeah. Sober curious. It's a thing. I didn't make it up. All right. So all the the mocktails. I have not tried anything because because I like alcohol. I'm not. If I'm going to make myself a gin and tonic, I want gin and tonic. I don't want it to taste like gin and tonic. I want gin and tonic. But what if it tastes like a gin and tonic I without want the alcohol. without What's without the, the point? without the buzz? See, I want my tonic with alcohol in it. Yeah. There you go. There you See, go. that's what I want. Okay. And, and, and that's why <laughs> quietly, and, and I've admitted this on the show in the past, I've been drinking White Claw for years before it was famous. And popular, and I use it just as a mixer. Okay, you know, so with my gin and tonic, I will go grab that four point eight percent white claw to use as my tonic. What's my so, 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 so a capper of batches new seltzer. There's no seltzer. 
No seltzer. No seltzer. Theoretical idea that doesn't exist yet. I look. I have been known to take some soda water and put vodka in it and muddle some fruit in it. Like, yeah, yeah. I own a brewery. I am surrounded by a lot of carbs. Look at this. Bro- I mean, I just have a yeah. Like, I got to make some choices, and sometimes, like, <laughs> let me have a couple of drinks and you know not rack up the car. Like, you got to make choices. Yeah. Um, and if somebody wants it to come in a can and they don't want to compose it themselves, that's fine. Whatever. We'll see. If we if we decide to do it, it's going to be awesome. And if we don't decide to do it, it'll be because. We don't think we can make it awesome. And that's the long Cheers. short of it. Okay. Well, Fair well, enough well, answer. Yeah. Well, well, Steve, I, I must say, as we're coming close to the end, uh, thank you for having us. We, we've had a great time here. Uh, Kuma's been a great host as well. As My pleasure. Brand ambassador. And we're thank looking you. forward to you getting back into the uh, putting on the other hat. And still mm-hmm. being the brand ambassador on you know, top so. of that. Yeah. Mini hats. Double dating. Mini hats. This guy, let me, let's be, let's be real this. He's a brand manager and that what has happened in the three weeks that he's been here and just kept us laser focused. I'm super pumped to get him back in the brewery and get some beer in front of you guys. But when you look at what we're doing yeah. and how we're trying to tell our story, you, you, you're going to be able to see his fingerprints all over. He's doing, he's doing a killer job. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, keep that at raise time. I would like a raise, boss. Do you remember when you said this? No, thanks for being here, guys. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for having us. Adam, anything you'd like to say before you know? Since we haven't seen you for a while, and you may be back on probation with those comments you made earlier, <laughs> you know, but we'll see. No, I, yeah, I was uh, taking things a little bit lightly in the last month or so. I've been going focus on my fitness right now, but uh, too close to the holidays, I'm back on, I'll be partaking in some more uh, libations, but... Uh, Good to see you, uh, man. That's all I got to say. Right. Glad, the glad, beer glad looks to have good. you out, man. Good to have you here. Oh, thank yes. you. Glad, glad to have you out. We miss you, my brother. Donkers. Well, I'm, I'm probably going to clear the board. So, Ooh. Really? I think so. You got through all those bases? I think I'll, I think I'll get them all. All right. I'm yeah. impressed. Good, good for me. <laughs> well, actually, uh, uh, I've enjoyed... Ninety-eight percent of what I've had so far. There you go. That's fair. Uh, very good. Thank you for having us, both of you. Um, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I I really like the atmosphere here, and the food was was fucking awesome. awesome. So you know, um, the beer is great. The food is outstanding. Come down here. Legendary. Rico, anything you'd like to add before we get out of here? What am I, chopped liver? Rico! Rico, Rico, you gotta come over here for a second. You more, 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 more around more often, Rico. You see what we have to do. You know. You know, we. Did you write? Here, here you go. <laughs> Rico came prepared. <laughs> it's full of leaves. Five years I had all the fixings. Okay. Uh huh. That was two. That was two of the five. Have any Dick Smasher? I drank all the Dick Smasher. There it is. Hmm. Okay. Um, 
Okay. Sasha the beer girl. Beer girl. Eddie Kane. Um, <laughs> Come on, Eddie. Please don't start calling me that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Um, I I have two I have two things. I really like the brute. I like brute. Yeah. Um, and that was a, a pleasant surprise for me. It was nice and dry, but also dark, and that was interesting. Yeah. So I like that. Um, you like it dark? I had not. Nice <laughs> just, and dry, but dark. I just dark. like it. <laughs> <laughs> it. Doesn't have to be dark. Turkey. So okay. <laughs> and also. <laughs> Do you like the little peppers or the bigger peppers? I, just, I, I told like, you. It's like you saw all these things happening. You couldn't do anything. You just watch and run up, smack each other here. That's fun. That's I just, fun. I just want the pepper. Give me the whole pepper. It's not, okay. All right. Okay. There was that. And then there was the question about your chef. Because I'm a foodie and I have questions about chef. Maybe I should ask you that. Sure. Like offline. Did you try the but, dick smasher? I did try the Dick Smasher, yes. It, w- it was not my favorite of the day. I did liked you try it, but it wasn't the Dick Smasher in the rye? You should have opened one of those. No. Really. That's what I should have oh, brought around. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that after. Oh, yeah. Do that That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think my favorite. Live after dark. <laughs> my favorite might have been the brew just because it was so interesting to me. Yeah. But I like cool the Hellas. I like I lots. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just, I like brewed a lot. It tastes like champagne and I get excited. So, yeah. so question. The can say Dick Smasher in the rye. Is that the. Is that the brewed version? That is the rye barrel-aged version. So Dick Smasher that's up on the board is kind of the base beer. And then we have adulterated in certain ways. And the one that's in cans right now was uh, aged in rye barrels for 12 months. So that is what's in cans ago. One thing I do have to say, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, Sasha. Uh, Brother George (laughs) Davis did say, please brew stone bones. Ooh, stone again. bones, stone bones, peated Scotch ale <gasps> that went oh, into ah! that went into <laughs> Jay Riddle peated whiskey barrels from Two James. Oh, when wow. did this happen? I, so I love that a stuff. Bottles squirreled away, but they're three years. Oh. They're starting to get a little long in the tooth. They're about three years old, so oh, they're wow. like at or just past their prime. We'll have to find one. Four ah, years. About, four years be. is the longest you want to go. Yeah, with it's it's really up there. But I was at Two James uh, earlier today picking up rye barrels for. The anniversary wheat wine that we're going to have for our fifth anniversary. And Dave was like, uh, when do you want to do something with some more Jay Riddle barrels? And I was like, hmm. (laughs) That stuff is amazing. I'm going to do that soon. Okay. All right. Again, sorry to interrupt. I think that's all I had anyway. That was it. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. Anything you'd like to add before we get out of here? Uh, Yeah. I I thank you for coming through the batch. Uh, You know, I... uh, I've been an admirer of the podcast from afar, listening in as y'all cover the uh, the hard hitting facts and truths of uh, the industry, uh, especially with everything that's happened in the last year. Uh, especially, <laughs> fuck founders. We almost made it. What Sorry, Kuma. Fuck, so you, you, you brought it out. <laughs> brought it out. You brought it out. And that was the button. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I, uh, I, you know, it was a pleasure having you all out here. And I'm glad to have, uh, to have the chance to chop up with you. I hope I get to do it again. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know, always, always talking about topics that need to be talked about, and it's an ongoing conversation. So thank you for being here. Thanks. Awesome, Steve. Anything like that? Uh, Anytime you guys want to come and hang out in the train car and, you know, do this again, you're more than welcome. It's a lot of fun. Watch out. Watch out. We will, <laughs> we will be back. We definitely will be back. We appreciate the uh, hospitality that you all have extended. We've had a great time. We almost made one episode without a Fuck Founders reference. So close. Ah, but <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd say I'm sorry, but I'm not. 
Fuck the Bounders. He's picking up the we slack for Harry. Uh, <laughs> Harry, Dawn Sims, get well. Stay off the Morgan David. And, and, that shit's uh, horrible, that, girl. That, that, that's going to be it for us, Bruce Brothers, for the culture. For Episode the culture. 27 is a wrap. We're out. Let's Cheers. get to that dick smash in the ride. Peace. <laughs> This holiday season, you know what I have on my wish list? Adventure. That's why I got a new Honda during the Happy Honda Day sales event. They have a whole lineup of rugged, all-wheel drive SUVs, CRV, Pilot, Passport. But at the end of the day, I drove off in a new HRV with a bunch of safety features. And best of all, I got it on clearance. So don't just sit around knitting an ugly holiday sweater. See your local Honda dealer for Happy Honda Day's clearance pricing today. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.